Hello, I'm Howard, and welcome to the 9320 podcast, the last review podcast of the season. <laughs> no script, nothing, <laughs> and my voice is still working, so that's good start. <sighs> Can't promise anything with my other two guests. We're looking back at, well, you know what we're looking back at. Uh, yeah, no agenda, no notes, nothing. Could be chaotic. Considering the podcast I thought we were going to do after 70 minutes of the match yesterday, I really don't care. <laughs> Asan Lloyd, good morning. Morning. How you doing? Um, Let, let's all check in physical health first. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, honestly, I'm all right. I'm, uh, I feel a little bit hollowed out. Just put it bluntly. Mm. Like, I feel a bit, uh, like I sort of woke up this morning. And most of last night, I some part of me felt like we'd lost the league, even though we'd won it. It just the the it's very hard to fathom what happened. That's, what the fuck happened? Yeah, like I just I can't I, I can't I cannot believe th- what they did again because you know. I mean, you know how it is, like 10 years since 93-20, 10 years since you're 2-0 down on a day when you need to win the game to win the league. It's, you can't write it. It's, you know. Oh, I'm all I'm already nervous about the last day of the 2032 <laughs> season. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that might finish me off for good. Yeah, I, I need to sleep. I, I, I think I probably need to sleep need to get another good night's yeah. sleep and then tomorrow there'll probably be a bit more of a like a normal view of it yeah once your heart rate's back to what it should be and I've had a, a proper night's sleep yeah we can look back Lloyd you sound like Barry White when I spoke to you before oh my god my voice is gone uh, yeah Jesus Christ um, echo what Aeson says I mean jeez honestly it just in the ground, it didn't. It just didn't feel like it was happening. Honestly, I can't describe that enough to anyone that wasn't there. It really didn't feel like it. But as soon as the first went in, and we were shooting the opposite way, we never shoot. I know it's at our end, it's at my end as well. I, we we fucking sucked it in a bit to use a, a, a terrible copism. Um, yeah, oh my god, what a stupid, stupid football team. What what are we doing? Um, and as <laughs> As Al said, uh, Al Costin, can't do this every 10 years. Uh, no. I, I know it's, you know, <laughs> it's amazing. We, we can't do it every two years, do you know what I mean? Like, the title going to the last day of the season and the team needing to win. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, just you, well, you need 10 years in between, don't you, just to come yeah. down, so just get over it. So can I ask you a stupid question now? Go on. Aeson, I'll start with you, Aeson. Ridiculous as it was, and I don't want to go through that every season, how much, po- not poorer, but, you know, our history would be different without QPR match or this happening. Uh, are you glad Mahrez missed the penalty last week now? <laughs> No, no, I'm not. Because uh, honestly, I've I've never felt as bereft as I did on 70, 75 minutes. I'd I'd have to go all the way back to the playoff final to to remember 
Because I think going into that Gillingham game, I think we all felt we were going to win it. Yeah? yeah, I think there was a there was a there was a confidence that we can do this. Yeah, um, and yesterday was quite similar in that there was a confidence going into the game that we can do this. So to find yourself two goals down with with fifteen minutes to go, I mean, look when the second goal went in, it was done. It, it was done. It was like you know, head in hands, sort of. What on earth have we just done? Like, what has happened? You know what? I, I, I've got a question for both of you because it was t- it was it was a really bad performance, right? Um, up until it wasn't. Yeah. Why do you think it was so bad before it wasn't? Because they've they've been through this before. It can't have been nerves. It looks like nerves. It looks. Mm. It. it really did. Mm. It just looked like. Firstly, Villa were up for it, so maybe at the back of the head they thought, you know. They're not really going to go for it, but a team that was time wasting after five minutes were clearly up for had a set policy and were trying to win the game, you know, trying to get a result. But it looked like nerves. What else could it be that they're better than what they <laughs> what they were for that first seventy minutes? They're better than that. So I don't. I mean, Fernandinho being in the team. Sorry that didn't fill me joy, but that doesn't answer the questions of you know that. That that's not the reason for everything that happened in the first seventy minutes, and I'm not sure he got the line up right. But again, that's not the answer to the problems. They look like a nervous team that Headless suddenly focused when literally, basically, it took them to be yeah, you know, it took them to be two 0 down and like, well, there's nothing to lose now. To and to be at the last fifteen minutes to suddenly focus them. And yeah, just just might as well go for it. Nothing to lose now. Type. I I don't know. I mean, how do you? I just thought they'd win. I did say this during the week, but I thought they'd win constantly because, as you say, Asan, these players have been here before. Mm. But last day, it's different. A cup game is different because two teams want the same thing. This is a league game where you've got to win. As far as we know Liverpool are winning in the heads of the fans and the players. Liverpool are winning, so City have to win. Have they been there before? Anyone? Have they mm. really been in this position before? These players? Oh, they've just—I know what you mean—but they've been—they've been in so many situations. Mm. Yeah, like but in, in league, yeah, I don't know. I I just think heads heads just weren't on it. Um, you could tell as soon as ten minutes in, stray passes. You know, Phil Phil would get it, give it to there, give it straight to Mings. Riyad was just way off it. Kev, I mean, Kev was just p- playing it to their players. You could just yeah, something just wasn't right. And uh, I, I I agree. I think it was nerves. I think it was it it got to them. Um, and I think it was a bit play the usual game. Mm, I think there was a. I, I do think that there was an element of. I mean, look. Let's be honest. In a way, fuck analysis, right? Yeah, but, yeah. we're it, not doing a forty-minute look back no, on the. No, but but the one the one thing that struck me, fifteen minutes into the game, was that they. So they were really narrow, and we were narrow, and it just it just it fe- it felt quite similar to what happened last weekend at West Ham where you're sort of looking at it and you're going, 
the game needs width. It needs as much width as we can possibly get. And it's just not there. Like, Mares is, Mares was narrow. Phil was narrow. The, obviously, Stones is not an overlapping right back. Um, it just, it, it felt, it just felt makeshift. It was weird. It felt like, you know, they've, I hate to say it, but it just felt like Pep got his team selection wrong and it was, it's almost undoable if that makes sense. Cause you don't, you don't trust him to make early substitutions. He's just kind of looking at it going, this is mad because part of this is just on the selection. Like, you know, we, I've got to say, I felt for Raz. I just, and he, and he, and he came on. I mean, he Mar- came on and he Mar- has been out of form for you know, quite a while. I was so surprised that Russ not starting yet. Mm. So, so that's my that's the only bit of analysis you're going to get out of me today. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just that first forty-five for me. It was just a little bit like everything's really narrow. Gerard's obviously set his team up in a certain way, yeah, um, which is basically compounding the problems that we're having and it's one of those we we always we've often said this but you know the the more that city struggle in a game the more the opposition get excited and they feel like they're going to get a chance it just it gives them confidence go on yeah it's one of those games we've seen them through the years they score from their chance always yeah always (laughs) two chances yeah exactly yeah i mean there was that dangerous moment for half time as well when was it Watkins who broke through? I can't. Probably a man yeah, in my hands. When it at the went time. just past the post. No, I think Edison came out and got it in the end. He was tussling with someone. I don't know. There was there was one that went past the post as well. Right. Yeah, second half. Yeah. Oh, Watkins. second. Yeah, yeah, second half. But yeah, it's uh, when that second one went in. Lloyd, I'll never feel more bereft than the QPR match at two-one down. Never. Nothing compares to that. But did it feel close to that to you when they went 2-0? Uh, mate, yeah, I mean, look, it's 10 years ago now, QPR, so it's, you know, memories fade a little bit um, and it's kind of hard to remember exactly how you felt. But from where I sit in the South Stand as well, you don't, because I'm quite low down, you don't get an amazing view of the other goal. And I was trying to work out who scored and when I saw on the fucking board that it was Coutinho, <laughs> I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, I, I think I felt, I think I actually felt lower than I did at QPR. I don't know whether that's because I can't remember it because it's 10 years ago, but I just sat down in my seat. I didn't say anything to Tony. I was just looking at the floor and I just, I, I just, I really didn't see it coming. I, I, honestly, I did not see us coming back from that. At that point, no. I thought, "Fuck, that's it. We're done. We're not, we're not doing this. We've done, we've done it too many times on final days. We've done too many madnesses. You know, our looks run out. Um, and you know, there's even, you know, at that point, it was one-one for Liverpool, wasn't it? And but you just, you knew that they were obviously going to win. So at two 0 you just think, fuck, and the touch, the touch, and the finish from Coutinho. I'm sorry, I don't want to, you know, turn this into a Villa praise podcast, but it was just amazing from him, and just complete dejection. And to be honest, lads' heads were completely going in the stadium. People were fucking kicking the shit out of the rails. Um, yeah, we 
There was a blue and blue right near us. Well, with us. Mate, <laughs> mate guy, guy, on, guy on my row left. He just left. So he missed, he fucking missed it. Missed, mm. the, whole, missed the whole thing. Like, pe- people left. It was proper heads gone. And so, yeah, no, I did not. At that point, I thought it was completely stumps. I did not believe. The crazy thing is, City were never off the top of the table at any point during the game. I think that you know what yeah, I think that I think that, that helped. helped. Yeah, that's I think that helped. I think the fact that the that when Gondo's first goal goes in, it's still one-one with the Scousers. Mm. I think that changes the the mental. I mean, you 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 were both in the ground, but it must have changed the mentality. There must have been a sense at that point of fuck it, we only need one. No, no. Liverpool were winning that game. I'm sorry, in my head, Liverpool are winning that game. I did check the score until three minutes to go in our match when we we're three top, and I saw oh, they've taken the lead. And it, it, oh, well, and it didn't change a state of mind really because I was still focused on we need to win this game. We just need to see this game out right now. I, I don't know. Just it's just your negativity as a fan that you always think the other team's going to win. But it did feel inevitable that Liverpool would find a winner. So no, uh, me personally, absolutely not. Uh, I don't. I didn't hear anyone really passing Liverpool's score around. I think everyone in the ground. I mean, the oh, early really? goal. My God. The yeah, early yeah. goal was mentioned, and people just went, "Ah, it doesn't matter. They'll win five one." Mm. Uh, no, I, f- I barely heard anyone talk about Liverpool. It was literally, "We've got to win this game." That mm. was same as QPR. It's like. United are winning at Sunderland. Just take it as red they are winning at Sunderland. We have to win this game. Single focus. Uh, and that's why the 2 0, when it went 2 0 up, it felt like the league had gone whilst we're top of the league. So strange. But no, uh, it it was all about City for me. So. Yep, and we voted. Had we, it felt like we had to get the, we had to get three goals. 2 2 wouldn't have been enough. And I think that, that's that just crazy. I know. 15 minutes to go, and we needed three goals. And you know, what's, mean- <laughs> you know what's crazier is we went 3 2 up and went, oh, we've scored it too early. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? There's still 10 minutes left. Oh my God. Like, yeah, you know oh, what? Why couldn't you have done that in the 93rd minute again? I- I'll tell you something, though. They handled that. That final stretch of that oh, that yeah. game. I, I think Madrid Madrid's helped for that. You know, yeah. having to, having to go through that and fucking it up like we did. Yeah, that really helped us. Straight into the corners, straight oh. into the corners Real every old, time. Old Trafford vibes about how they saw that match out. Absolutely, in the corner, Absolutely. Corner, Absolutely. corner, throwing, throwing, get get it back again. Corner, Jesus oh. was a monster in the last ten. What yeah. he was doing in the corners, oh, love him. I just think he. I, I think that you know. For all of his, for all of the stuff that he probably doesn't do, um, and by that I mean finishing. <laughs> so, I think, I think in terms of everything, I think I kind of get why Pep loves him so much. You know what I mean? He just, he, he is his tenacity and his running. They're just they're important. I mean, he it's that ball for the winner. It comes from a ball into him that he chases, wins and plays backwards that Kev runs onto. I'm, I'm, I'm right, aren't I? Mm. Yeah. The, the yeah, third yeah, yeah. goal, the third goal, it comes from basically from Gabriel Jesus doing th- probably the thing that he does best, which is 
fucking being energetic, being aggressive, getting the ball and playing it back to someone. So, no, I think, you know, as bad as they were, um, and the funny thing is, I don't think Gabriel Jesus was bad in the first hour of the game. I think that, you know, behind him, everybody was really, really bad. Um, I don't think he was particularly bad, but uh, yeah, then the madness started. Then, then the madness started. How? I'll what was honest. the reaction? To, what was the reaction to the Sterling substitution? Um, oh yeah, in well, the ground. Yeah, should have been well, sooner. Well, it should have been starting. Should have been starting. Yeah. Should have okay. been starting. Every, everyone. Everyone wanted Mara's off. Mara's off at half time. And Fernandinho yeah. off. Mm. Yeah. Immediately. Uh, so Watkins, Watkins, I mean Watkins killed Fernandinho in the first half didn't he he, he did he, he bullied him he properly bullied him um, and Watkins isn't really a bully to be honest like, he's a good player he's you know um, physical got got you know got got a yard of pace but yeah Mara's had to Mara's and Fernand to go at half time that's what everyone was saying on the concourse I'm amazed he made a change at half time because it's uh, just I say joking there, semi-joking half time, just like, oh, don't worry, I'll make some subs at, at, on 83 minutes and we'll be fine. So just being bitter and putting it all on pep this. So can I ask then, I clench, clench fist stand up and a yes for the first goal, but I won't claim that I went wild at our first goal. Lloyd, did you? Did you feel like, oh my God, this starts something? The second goal, yeah, I, I went. I mean, just to build the difference in celebrations. The first goal, it's like, right, that gives us a chance. But forty minutes left, two goals. You know, I'm like, oh, I don't know. The second goal is like, oh my god. The third goal, I almost fainted to be honest. So. <laughs> and Dan, who's probably listed behind me, literally was bent over. I think he was about to go as well. <laughs> After the celebrations, were literally just like, I need to yeah. I had to regulate my breathing. So you can see the build-up of the celebrations. And I'll be honest, I think the celebration of the first goal is a bit understated for me. I know what you mean. I I didn't go mental. I was fucking jumping up and down. But um, I did feel... It kind of still felt at that point like, oh, for God's sake, we're going to we're gonna come close and we're just not going to do it. It's going to be a, like a consolation goal. But to be honest, the atmosphere... Turned massively yeah. after that first goal. Yeah. As soon as as soon as that first goal went in, I think the the noise. I mean, the thing is, it's hard because I'm banging the idiot section in the south stand, so it always sounds loud. But the the atmosphere really changed after that first. Um, and then, like you say, after the second, it was inevitable. the 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 noise was ridiculous, and we did suck it in a bit with the third. Um, and I think the players. The players turned after the first, um, and Villa completely went. To be honest, you could see. I mean, they were, you know, they were engaging pretty high. They they were getting up and down the pitch. McGinn was, you know, pressing us quite a lot. They, Watkins got in, in in the back a couple of times. Obviously, that one that went past past the post of Edison, but they just started to really drop deep. I thought, from, yeah. from my angle, at least after the first. Um, oh yeah. I think it's difficult for uh, any opposition team in a situation like that because, look, the the thing that we forget is 
for for anybody to do well against City, they've got to play amazing. They've got to have one of their best games of the season and they've got to be perfect in their structure, perfect in their positioning, perfect in their counter-attacks. Like everything has to be perfect. And I think that what the first goal does is it changes that mentally Villa go from we're in control of this game to oh, we're about to face an onslaught. And then the second, it comes so quickly, it's 2-2. I'm with you, Howard. I didn't celebrate the first goal. That honestly, uh, I think the words that came out of my mouth were something like, fuck's sake, because it's like, <laughs> no, because, honestly. Because like the Jekko goal. Really. Yeah, exactly. Because mm, it was just yeah. like, fuck's sake. Like, really? Now you're going to score a goal with like 15 minutes to go after you're 2-0 down. But Rodri's, oh my oh, God. Like, the... The, <sighs> I scared, I scared, the, I scared the dogs. Uh, I don't know what Katie and Jules' little baby girl thought I was doing because I was just jumping up and down on the sofa like a lunatic. Um, and yeah, but that's what I mean for Villa. I think when that second goal goes in, that, uh, that's curtains for them at that point, really. Because how do you deal? How do you cope with the fact that your structure's gone? Your head's gone a little bit. The crowd are up for it. And it's these players. It's the, it's players of this quality. Like, you know, suddenly Kevin De Bruyne's got three yards to run into. Then, you, then you're fucked, aren't you? Mm. That Rodri goal, though. Oh, my God. I don't know if history will forget on that's just how good that goal is. I mean, he passed. He, passed he it. can't put it anywhere else. No, from twenty-five absolutely. yards, he passes it with power into the bottom. I mean, it's it's the most crucial, one of the most crucial moments in our history. Because I'm not convinced. Maybe you think it was inevitable at two all that we got to win, but it certainly wasn't inevitable at two one. No, no, and no. For it that wasn't. to come two minutes after the first one. Exactly. What? Oh my God! That and if it hadn't a moment got... of genius from and Zinchenko, we'll get to Zinchenko, of course, in a bit. We'll get to players. Uh, great work from him as well. Before then, but I don't know. Two one. There's nothing inevitable at all. That goal is as important as any in our recent history. I don't. Know. I completely agree. I completely agree. I think it's it it's it the the, the fact that Rodri scores it after the season that he's had, mm. the quality of the goal, the fact that I probably feel as though if if the clock gets to 80, 81, 82, and it's still 2-1, oh, do you know what I mean? It's, it's a very... <laughs> I feel sick you just saying that, and it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. It's, that's a very different... Um, yeah. Uh, it just it changes the complexion of what goes on in the stadium. I think the fact that he ma- the fact that he finds that moment of magic, yeah, so soon after the first goal to make it 2-2. I mean, I believed at that point. When that go- when that when that goal went in, then it just completely oh, changed the 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 dynamic of, you know, I I dissense even if we even if it's 2-2 going into injury time, we're doing this now. We're doing, they're not going to not score a goal here because Villa looked rocked. Like when the second goal went in, there was a lot of Villa heads that, that really, really dropped and they weren't getting a second wind. They weren't getting one more go at it. So, oof. Easy question for you, Lloyd. 
Mm. How did we suddenly score three goals in five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was... It's just what this football club does. It's I mean, uh, look, I'm not going to go back on what people said on Twitter or whatever in the ground beforehand, but of course we're all like absolutely negative beforehand and like bottlers and mentality and blah, blah, blah. But surely this is all about mentality to... To suddenly do that in five minutes, I don't... The mentality <sighs> monsters. You can never complain against this team again. <laughs> I mean, I will do regularly next season, no doubt. Every time someone misplaces a pass, I'll be demanding they get dropped. But really, <laughs> can we ever have a go at this team again? Well, you know, they, they make it hard, don't they? Yeah, they, we will have a go at them again, whether they deserve they, it or not. They, they, they make it hard, and they make it hard not just for us, but for themselves. Um, but I do think, I think it's a lot of the credit has to go to the three lads that came on. I think they, they really, really changed it. We, we were terrible first half. We started to play, we did start to play better second half. I think there's a point probably about, it felt about 60, 70 minutes in after they'd scored their second where Foden started getting on the ball, doing a few mazy dribbles and I thought, oh, okay. Hello. We woke, have we woken up here? Zinchenko started getting into those little pockets and kind of dribbling, like, which we haven't seen that much from him, have we, when he, when he's played? Um, mm. kind of showed, you know, shows why he, he plays in that position for Ukraine in the number 10 position, kind of number eight, that kind of inside, inside slot. Um, but yeah, I, like I say, I think a lot of credit has to go to Raz, Zinchenko, and obviously the main man, Gundo. Um, that guy oh, making those late runs, um, just appearing like both times back post. He's he's what we, he's what we missed. We didn't have we didn't have that in the first half. You know, we didn't have that person that was kind of breaking their neck, Lampard esque, getting into getting into those positions, gambling. Um, yeah, I, I I just think those three just made such a big difference, and in a way, actually throws does throw shade on on Pep's team selection because, you know, those guys, they, they were the ones that turned it. And, you know, we obviously had big problems in the first half, but yeah, I just, I just want to make sure that those three get absolute props. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful Sterling cross for the first goal. Uh, but yeah, City played better second half. I saw a lot more from Phil Foden, but Jesus to stretch a one, didn't see from about two yards out and put it over. There weren't that many chances, a couple of scrambles, some desperate defending, perhaps or good blocks from Villa, but that's why when there's not enough chances that when the second went in, I thought, no. I mean, 99% of footballers, their heads would go after that and it ends two or, th- or maybe three nil to Villa. And I just, for everything that was wrong before the 76th minute, I can't, there's just, it's impossible to quantify how much praise this team deserves for for doing that, really. And as Asan said, for how they saw how they could still have wobbled after going three two up mm. because it was only eighty one minutes. It's like it's just hard to comprehend really getting three goals in that amount of time. Um, Can I just say going going back to Rodri by the way? Because um, I I just got to talk about that goal. Like where where I am. Um, is literally I'm in line with that post. That's yeah. exactly where I sit. So it was beautiful. You knew it was in as soon as he hit it. I was like, "Fuck me, this is going in the net." <laughs> um, and oh, just 
that guy this season has been absolutely clutch. That goal against Arsenal away, that celebration, that is one of the moments of the season. Mm. That goal there, he scored a mad goal against Everton at home when we were struggling big time. Away at Leeds, header, obviously goal against Watford. Handball yes, against Everton, don't forget that. Handball against Everton. <laughs> <laughs> Get those scouters crying, cost them uh, the league. Yeah. No, uh, he's, he's been absolutely clutch. He has, he's been the clutch player, hasn't he? And he's not, wasn't even nominated for player of the season. It's like, yeah, I'm sure we'll have a separate podcast on players of the season and all that sort of thing. But he's been there, hasn't he, time and time again. I mean, that Arsenal winner is just, yeah, that go, that's one for the ages. That. Oh, the celebration as well. <laughs> Everything that happened, the wine, it's like Adebayor goal all over again. Also. It's just, <laughs> honestly, Rodri's been a fucking star this season in There's so a, many different ways. Isn't there, isn't there, isn't there a, a, an argument that if you actually look back at, at this team and what they have done in the Premier League, right, what they have done over the last few years that it, that you can't write them off. I mean, if, if before yesterday um, there was a sense that, well, you know, sometimes it's just not their day. Uh, I think after yesterday you can go, th- this team can take not their day and make it their day. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. they had no, they had absolutely no right to turn that game around. With the, I think more than anything, because of the time left on the clock, they just had no right to turn that game around. Even after the first goal, they had no right to turn that game around. And that that isn't about um, with as much as I love Pep. That isn't about coaching. That is that's that's about nothing other than mentality. That's about nothing other than you know eleven lads as individuals who believe that they have the ability to do the thing that they need to do. Yeah. It's give me the ball territory, isn't it? So yeah. It's like, give me the ball. Give me the ball. I'm going to do it now. And nobody hid. Nobody hid, did they? You didn't, f- you know, sometimes games like that, you can feel like one or two of them start going missing. They almost don't want the football. Yesterday, it didn't feel like that in the second half, even after the second goal. And I think that's where the subs make a huge difference because I think that particularly Zinchenko, Gundo, Sterling, they bring something, they brought something and they bring something to the team that makes everybody else want to be a little bit better as well. It's the three best subs he'll probably ever do, isn't it? I was going to ask you, can you remember in your City supporting lifetime substitutions that had that level of impact? No. I mean, it's not his forte anyway, Pep, is it? <laughs> uh, sometimes there aren't any substitutions. He trusts the players. But, I mean, my memory's not brilliant, but I'm not sure what more you can ask from three sub- substitutes, really. No. I mean, they were quite obvious ones. You know, it's not as if we had asked for them uh, I guess the only different one Walker could have come on at half time uh, we don't know how fit he was though he looked pretty fit when he <laughs> celebrated <laughs> goal, smashed up the corner flag and then almost <laughs> took out a steward but, so he seemed to be pretty fit uh, but otherwise yeah I mean they're crying out for those substitutions and boy did they deliver so yeah it totally changed the match Zinchenko's 
Zinchenko is the inspired one, though, like you say, I think, because the other yeah. two are obvious. You know, they're, they're on. Raz has to. I mean, Raz should have started, but Raz to stretch the game, obvious substitution. Gundo to arrive in the box, obvious substitution. But Zinchenko was the. He was the ace in the pack. Like, that, he was the one, actually, that he, he, he turned the game. Like, he, the way he was getting in, in on the ball, proper. Like he stood Matty Cash up because Matty Cash had absolutely shut Mares down in that first half when Mares slightly switched. Um, and obviously, you know, Cancelo is, is fantastic on the ball and kind of cuts in like that and delivers those balls to the back post. But Zinni was the one, he, he was taking the ball and just creating that space for the other, for the other guys and that little jink and turn for the, for Rodri's goal where he, who, who does he send? Is it Coutinho or, or Buendia? Proper no, Coutinho's off by then. Yeah, Coutinho's off it, by then. Must, must have been Buendia then. Um, yeah, I just, oh, Sinchenko inspired and the stuff at the end with the trophy and uh, yeah. I was crying. I was that's when crying. the tears came. Yeah, that's when the, oh. that's when, that's when the tears came for me when, when I saw him in bits and poof, that was, it was very just, emotional. Yeah, Pep crying as well at full times. So. Yeah, I mean, That's I just don't. I, I don't think that. I don't think that. I think it'll probably take us all a summer to really process uh, what yesterday was. Pep said afterwards that it'll make them even stronger and even better next season, and I believe it will because you learn as much. In a way, yesterday was the perfect encapsulation of failure and success because for 75 minutes, they're failing and they're failing dramatically in a moment where nobody expects them to fail. And for them to now know that they can do what Real Madrid did. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They can they can take a game and turn it on its head in five minutes oh, without the opposition. Villa, didn't we? Yeah, yeah fully. Fully, and I think that you know it'll make them stronger. I don't, you know what? It's funny because I'd love to know what you both think. But for me, obviously, like attention will turn to the transfer window this summer. Whenever we win titles like this, I'm like, give everybody a new contract. Nobody leaves. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You look, you look right across that squad, and you go, who do you want to lose? Who do you want to leave? Nobody. Well, I mean, if if I'm. Dead against giving, letting players run down contracts, but Gundogan can stay. And before yesterday, I'd say this, whether well, he signs or leave, not. Yeah. So. I mean, he's in his thirties now, anyway. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't know they if I'm just I'd maybe yesterday swayed me, but no, it's not really. I felt that last week as well, and yeah, it's just they could all stay in a way, couldn't they? So, Asan, does that change? Does that change your Zinchenko position? Yeah, massively so. Massively so. I just don't see... I, to be honest, it's not my... my. I've said for the last month or so that I feel he'll want to move. There is absolutely no chance that he'll want to move. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. You, you, I saw... To, to hear what he had to say after the game, he's not leaving. You'll have to... You know, you'll literally have to kick him out of the club and and Pep ain't going to do that. So, no, he's not going anywhere. I completely agree. The way, honestly, 
from where so at the end when after we'd lifted the trophy and before the players started going around the pitch Zinchenko was right by the south stand on his own and he was singing with the fans he was corralling the fans before this was before he kind of got the the flag on the trophy everyone was singing the Zinchenko song and he was the one trying to drag all the other players over um yeah it was mental that you could see that connection there and um I completely agree. There's no, there's absolutely no chance that guy goes now. Hmm. And I think, look, I, I think that from a from a from a squad point of view, you you can sign a left back because you need two left backs, you need two right backs, and if Cancelo's a right back, then we've got two right backs and one left back, and if Cancelo's a left back, then we've got one right back and two left backs. Do you know what I mean? Like the the guy in jail, he ain't coming back, so we're we're going to need a body there and we don't need to lose somebody to, to have a body there. Yeah, I agree. So how did you spend your evenings then? I was in bed by nine o'clock. <laughs> you I, I, I was, I had no, uh, um, uh, I had no, like, I, I, I still feel a little bit empty. I think that, I cannot believe, I still can't quite believe that they did it. And it almost doesn't feel real. I don't think it helped being here because I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm basically in the middle of nowhere in Mercia in this big gaff. And it just felt a bit like it didn't happen. Like I felt like it happened, but it just didn't happen. So I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I was in bed early and I still don't know how I feel. <laughs> right. Slight contrast with my evening. Um, <laughs> I, I I completely echo what Asan says though. I I I feel pretty empty and broken. Like I was even drained though, by the time I left the stadium. To be honest, but exactly. I mean, my 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 body hurt. That's a weird thing to say, mm. but I was just physically, mentally, emotionally just gone. Um, but we we I went into town, went to the Crown and Kettle Pub, and uh, put put a few shindiggers away. Um, and didn't hit the hay till about one thirty, uh, and obviously I sound like Barry White now. So um, I was only know. fifty yards away from you as well in the Smithfield. So oh, there we go. We were, we were super close then. Um, and it's weird because yeah. after the QPR match, it's like yeah, in the Waldorf all night. But for me, I still get to that point like ten pm, whatever. I'm just like I'm too old now to like drink through the night or anything like that. I'm just an old, and I just want to go to bed because the, the days just these those two occasions have just absolute I mean it's like it's like what <laughs> I imagine running a marathon time it, it's like what I imagine running a marathon feels like at the end not that I will ever do that or even half a marathon because obviously it was a great Manchester run as well on a Sunday morning so the place was Manchester was absolutely rammed throughout the day anyway uh, yeah it was just absolutely drained beyond belief and I didn't, I think I got back about I don't know 11-ish or yeah just after 11 I think but I'd had enough <laughs> I mean I just like I'd had the perfect day in the end and it was just yeah and just full time was just uh, just the hugs you give people and everything talking to strangers in the concourse and <laughs> shaking just your head at them people in it. Oh. yeah it's just like fucking hell this club unbelievable so yeah, not don't do it again. 
for at least another 10 years. 10 years time, mate. Come on, get, get, get it in your calendar. Do you think that it was, um, do you think that part of the emotion of, of all of that is the fact that Liverpool have run us so close, the fact that there was so much noise about a potential quadruple? Do you, was that, did that feed into it for you? The, yeah. the the stress and the tension. Yeah, because I think. Oh, go on, go on. I think for me, uh, maybe it's like self protection or something like that. At two nil down, I made my peace with it. Genuinely, I made my peace with the idea. They're a, they are an amazing team because they wouldn't run us this close if they weren't an amazing team. And we'd said all along, if they win it, they deserve to win it. Mm. So. It, at that point, it was almost like part of me was like, well, we fucked it and they deserve to win it. Right? If they score a goal and they beat Wolves, we ain't getting back into this game. More fool me. But yeah. that was my thought. It was like, we ain't getting back into this game. So so they deserve to win it. And we're all Real Madrid fans for the next six days in the uh, in the, in the the vain hope that, that Madrid can stop them. So I don't think that, I don't think that was, um, that didn't, come into play for me like I didn't have that sickening oh no like who's gonna like I think that if I go back to 11-12 I know for a fact that it it wasn't just the fact that we were throwing the title away it was that United are going to win this title yeah and that made me feel sick because I just didn't think that they were as good as us um whereas maybe yesterday I was a little bit more I made my peace with it quickly I guess no, I don't know. It's because <laughs> yeah, well, I've, ri- I've written about this. So I'm doing a blog later, so I'll just be repeating myself anyway. It's basically if we've been up against, say, Chelsea for the title. Yes, I'd have been made my peace very quickly, mm. and I I completely agree with you about Liverpool. Are just a great side. If you lose out to them, fair enough. But it's the other stuff around it. It's the facts. I have no doubt if Liverpool had won the title yesterday, they'd go on to win the Champions League. That's just how I feel. And then, if they win the quadruple, we would never, ever hear the end of it. <laughs> ever. I mean, books will be written poetry. Oh, the, the endless poetry. The religion. Seven million at a victory parade. I mean, honestly, we would never hear the end of it. And <laughs> I don't need City to be the greatest. I don't care if, like, some Sky Sports poll says... The eighteen nineteen team is the best ever. I honestly don't give a damn about that. I just enjoy watching a brilliant team with a brilliant world-class manager winning trophies. That's enough. I don't need to be compared to United's treble winning team or anything like that. But this would transcend. If they won the league, honestly, it would be unbearable for so long. And mm. and, it, and that is shame because it deflects on the fact, yes... We're simply up against Liverpool team are brilliant with a brilliant manager. It's two brilliant teams and we should just applaud that, really. It is. Quality-wise, it's the greatest rivalry probably of all time in the top division, I think. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, and that's a that's a brilliant thing to be part of, even if it takes years off your life. But I, it's the other stuff around it that would have made it very, very difficult. It would have defined... These days define your summer. So after QPR... I'd have had a terrible summer. <laughs> uh, the Olympics was good, but you know that wouldn't have that wouldn't have saved the summer. Just watching some other sports, and 
now everything looks different and rosy. And yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure it'd been that easy to just brush this one off because in singularity, just losing the league, yes, it would have been fine. We got over 90 points. There was no bottle job. Two brilliant teams went for the title. One has to lose. In its singularity, I would have been fine with that. But the stuff that surrounded it, no, that would have been utterly unbearable. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you, Howard. I mean, <laughs> fair play, Asan. I just, I don't have the mental capacity for that. Um, I, I, I was just there, just thinking. It's not just that we're not now not going to win it, but they're going to win it, and they're going to win the quadruple, and fucking hell. And Klopp's going to be the best, and it's just going to—it's going to be. You're never going to hear the end of it, like you said. So, mm. and I, I just really Guardiola and this team are too good for that fucking narrative to spin. I was just not having it. Um, and I mean, thank God we turned it because, like Howard says, if they'd have won that yesterday, they are—they would definitely win the Champions League final. And you just—you all you need just don't to put need some that. respect on Real Madrid's name, lads. Do you know what I mean? Like. I That's just, not the point. I just think if, they, if they'd won the league, it would have just given them. They they won on emotion. Yeah, of course. That I'm not. I'm I'm not using tactical analysis to make that decision that they definitely. <laughs> would have it's that, but that's how my head would work. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah, if yeah, I'm I right or it. wrong. I get it. It's I get how it. I literally would be watching that match last next week, and it would just feel inevitable. It could be completely wrong, of course. Doesn't matter about logic; it's just how it would feel, and it, the, the week would have been horrible. Whereas, do you reckon? Do you reckon that there was a rogue City fan at Anfield yesterday because somebody started oh, that, that rumor that it was three three? Oh, good! Oh, and good. it started started in their end somewhere as well, which is just hilarious. And also, for for everything that I've just said about like you know, I, I'd kind of made my peace with the fact that that they were they were going to win it and I do I do genuinely believe that they're an incredible football team and he's an incredible manager and oh, they d- they deserve their plaudits but man their supporters are scum like really like the the lack of awareness that the scousers have they deserve what happened yesterday their support they definitely deserve what happened to them yesterday the number of their talking heads right the the full-time whistle were tweeting about city and nearly all of them were tweeting nobody gives a shit about city and i'm going why you're tweeting about us if if nobody cares why are you talking about us do you know what i mean i'd say the caveat is their internet presence would give that a there's there's obviously tons hundreds of thousands of genuine liverpool supporters who aren't talking about City, but they're not on the internet projecting themselves. Uh, I think it says a lot about you, how you react to adversity. And yeah, just going on about Rodri's handball is just so pathetic and cultish, some of the behaviour. But that's just a tiny number of their fans. But it's it's great though, isn't it? Because it's like... Why are you saying you're not arsed when you clearly are? <laughs> when you're clearly so arsed, man. It's so staggering lack it's of self-awareness. It's totally. off the scale. It is. It is. It is honestly like, it's. I find it funny. And I, you know what, Howard? I, I slightly disagree with you in that. Like, I know that you say that like, yeah, but it's like internet fans and it's a small portion of yada, yada, yada. I'm, you know, they've, I'm talking about some people talking heads in within the Liverpool support that are real serious talking heads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but there's still like, one person, aren't they? 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But, but they are playing to a crowd as well, so they're giving, they're providing the product in the same way that the, <laughs> the Irish mafia and the Irish independent are spewing out their anti-city drivel. Are doing it for who is Eamon Sweeney? Like, who is that guy? I, I, honestly, I've, who is that I've got guy? No, yeah. I've got no idea who he is. I only ever see his headlines once a year when City win the title, and it's <laughs> always like some like some properly outrageous. And I'm just like, who is that guy? Well, again, he's a nobody, but he's he's producing put. Yeah, he was producing content very specifically in the same way Liverpool.com is producing absolute garbage day in, day out <laughs> because people lap it because there's a section of the support that are lapping it up. And it's it's just it's wonderful to see this morning, honestly. It's just going through Twitter, it's having a little chuckle. Just another little side thing that to enjoy on this day. It's amazing. So, hey-ho. I used to get annoyed, you know, just generally about some of this stuff, but I just wonder how Miggles is taking it this morning as well. Oh, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. I I don't need no... Honestly, I I don't need the validation of anybody in the media or any other support base or, you know, I'm at that point where I actively go and seek out the bitterest twats to laugh at what they've said. I mean, just and I honestly <laughs> like sorted, eh, sir? in it. Do you know what I mean? Just like to 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 go and locate the Nick Harris's of this world and the Delaney's of this world, and just to to read their their bitter, bitter, bitter drivel. <laughs> just was, it, was Harry's putting a Nick a net spend table up at full time, no doubt. Yeah, as the full time whistle went, you wouldn't surprise me anyway. So no, it's just. <laughs> And and we've got Erling Haaland coming, and Guardiola's still the manager, and this team are just going to get better. I, that's the thing. I, I I'm not. A, I was a fan of the false nine system at the beginning. I mean, just brilliant. But I think it's it'll be used again in the future if we've got strikers. But I feel it's so jaded now that Pep was making do with it. I'm not sure he really loves it. He's always wanted a striker. He's talked oh, about it. We need a number nine. And. That's that's leads into my next question. Where do you rank this title win? Because ugh, what really would have hurt like the Liverpool loving and all that and having to stay off the internet if this team had not won anything this season? They were too good not to win it. Far, far too good to be trophyless this season, and that's why that's why it really mattered. I think for me, yeah, that to win to win that match against Villa. And I think it's a try. I mean, Pep's done obviously stuff, including the lineup yesterday, that's frustrated the hell out of me because he's a manager and he's a human being and he will do. But I still think it's one of his great triumphs to win us the league with over 90 points with no striker. Absolutely. Yeah, well, yes, we're full of players that cost 50 million, but uh, it so misses the point for me to just focus on that. I think it's one of his greatest triumphs. United and I think have him got full time proved that in a way what it meant to him. Definitely, definitely. I just I think that you know money doesn't come into it. I think the the sporting achievement of what Guardiola's done, not just this season but last season as well, uh, without a number nine, is is unprecedented and it's unbelievable. And I have to say, the last two or three months, I feel as though we've been running a little bit 
on empty at times in terms yeah. of, you know, have, having to go to the well, different players having to go to the well again and again and again and again, because there isn't that focal point. There isn't the, there isn't the lad that you do all the good stuff. So he puts it in the back of the net. I mean, even Rodri's goal yesterday, these, this is the type of character that this team has got that, you know, somebody always turns up when they need to turn up, but it was, it was the edge this season. It's, you know, it's going to be such a relief to have Haaland next year. Yeah. Massively. Massively. We've been, we, I, I agree. We've been, we've been on fumes. I think the last, particularly the last couple of months, um, and like you say, having to having to call on Rodri and Gundo to get these goals, I mean, it, it is it, it defies belief. How have we done it again? Honestly, these lads um, scoring goals. These guys aren't in the team to score goals. You know, that's why we're signing Haaland. Um, yeah, to, to to pull that out, I just think it says so much about about their character. And that's the. Other, I, I know that you know that has kind of got nothing to do with with Pep because. You know, at two 0 at seventy five minutes, he's got absolutely no skin in the game in terms of being able no. to change it. But mm. you do have to take a step back and go four titles in five years from from this manager. I mean, he is an absolute genius. Fuck me, you know the team was not good yesterday, and we're allowed our gripes about him. You know, I think you know we we are allowed to criticize him, but we've got to got to take a step back and just appreciate the ridiculousness of this bloke and to to win it against this Liverpool team as well I think that's the thing they have been amazing this season and they were they've been amazing whilst Klopp's been in here and like you said Howard I think it would have been rank ridiculous for us to go trophyless this season we've been so good we played so many amazing games we've swatted so many teams I mean think about this year in the Premier League in every big game we've turned up We've turned up in basically every big game. So to have not ha- done it yesterday and to, to, to fall at the final hurdle, having to, you know, only only win against Villa, it would have been, oh, it would have been unbearable. The um, Gerard Coutinho narrative just would have been off ex- the scale. <laughs> it would then, have exploded. But check it out. But the flip side of that is, you know, the, the Stevie G slip narrative is yeah. just... Uh, it's gone to oh, another bad, level it? now. It's some, it's some great chanting of that after the match. <laughs> that lad's going to be a walking meme for the rest of his career. Yeah, great to see. We've buried that. He's 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 done. <laughs> when he storms out the press conference, going, "I'm going to check on my goalkeeper who got smacked in the end." I was like, "Mad ass." Mm. I bet he didn't congratulate City in his press conference either. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> Everyone will mention the money, no doubt, the ones that don't want City to win anyway. But I think there's a lot of classy stuff done by City on the day as well. That that young lad who brought the trophy out, for example, uh, do look mm. up his story. Uh, Pep, obviously, it's five years since terrorist attack in Manchester as well on Sunday. Pep, that was the first thing Pep mentioned in mm. the post-match conference. So a very emotional day all, all, all round, and I'm just glad it... It ended with tears of joy and not yeah despondency. So yeah, just a beautiful day in the end. So, but as always, <laughs> it made us work for it to get a bloody hell. <sighs> oh, didn't we just bloody hell? Yeah. If you've not got grey hairs yet, Lloyd, you will soon. <laughs> yeah. 
It's in my head today, honestly. They're popping up all over the place. Yeah. So what are you going to consume in the next couple of days on the internet? Are you going to spend a lot of time online? Oh, I've, 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 I've deliberately taken today off and I've done that so I can go onto the Bluebird app and click on Delaney, click on <laughs> click on Anfield Rap, click on that fucking Paddy Murphy weird Liverpool fan, just go through all of that content and just refresh, refresh, refresh. That's yeah. what I'm doing. What about you, Asa? Um, yeah, I mean, um, I, I've spent the morning doing that. I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna need to switch off from football, uh, in the, in the next couple of days. I think that I'm pretty, that season has exhausted me. I don't know how the, I, I don't know how the players and Pep, I don't know how they do it. Um, mm. I'm, you know, I don't do any of that. It's not, I'm not, I'm not physically in control of the thing in the way that they're also physically in control of the thing, but it's just really, really, really exhausting. And that, you know, one more time, uh, you have to give credit to Liverpool because that's why it's so exhausting because there is the margin doesn't really get any finer than that. And we did it. Do you know what I mean? We've, We've earned the right to go and metaphorically lie on a beach for for six weeks and and say fuck football. It'll be back in it'll be back in August when it's back, and until then, we can uh, we can indulge in our favourite part of every season. That's the transfer season. Hey, well come don't on, you, Madrid! Don't you write off the Nations League in the summer? Dare <laughs> you? Yeah, and you're right. Come on, Madrid! I uh, I, I, I I'm looking I hung forward out. to that now. Well, yeah, because we I, we just had to win the league, so yeah, I don't want yeah. people to win the Champions League final. But who won the it league? Change, so. It changes. It changes. I do think it changes things, though. It does change things because you know the narrative could quickly switch if Madrid turn up and obviously beat them, then it's two cups, but both on pens. Yeah. Whereas with no goals, well, two domestic no cups it doesn't make you the best team in Europe, obviously, or the world, or anything. So. They no, have, sounds- have to work very hard to spin that narrative that they're the greatest team of all time with the best player in every position when you've won the FA Cup and the League Cup. So. Absolutely, and it sounds like Van Dijk could be in trouble and obviously Thiago went off and that, you know, and what happened yesterday at the Etihad, that's gonna, that is going to damage them. They, you know, they, those lads will be going into Melwood or whatever the fuck they're doing today being like, it's going to be crushing. They'll be gutted. You've, you've, I've seen his mate. I've seen, I, uh, they, they showed the, uh, they showed the scenes at Anfield and, and Klopp does a, does a, a pretty good job of, of trying to cheerlead them. But those players, they looked bereft and they looked bereft because I expect that on 75 minutes in their game, they're going, we're going to win this league. Hmm. Do you think they know? Well, they know, I think they know City aren't winning, but I don't know if they know it's 2-0. No, they 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 will have known it's two 0 without doubt. They will have known it's two 0 hmm. without doubt. Yeah, Fair I think I, I think they'd have known. I think yeah. they'd have believed as well. I think that's the thing. I I think actually I saw an interview with Henderson um, bef- before the game. I think they thought they were going to do it. I think they thought this. Now nah, this is it's inevitable this year. We're the quads happening. It's you know it's ours. So. That's, I, think, I think it's going to be a massive blow. Come on, Madrid. Come on, Madrid. Hold on. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it just it makes it makes this week this week so sweet. Whatever happens, it just means that like you know, we we get a week of 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 the sweetness of of being Premier League title winners, and also just I'd I'd like to know what you both think. Is there a it has that because of the manner in which we did it yesterday? Do you think that it'll be a little less angsty in the media? Do you think that they'll be a little bit kinder to that's, what this city team are? That's the point I was going to make ten minutes ago, and I forgot. <laughs> I was going to ask you the same thing, Asa. I just, I was literally going to say, and then I for, completely forgot it went out of my head. Uh, that yeah, if if we'd won four nil. It, it's very hard for the media. And sorry, I'm going up the media. There's been plenty of good coverage, of course, but those that don't really want to write about City in a positive manner, and there's always some. It's harder to twist the narrative when yet again City have pulled off one of the greatest title wins of all time. You know, most dramatic title wins of all time. It just makes it harder, doesn't it? So yes, mm. in answer to your question, yes. We it just adds it adds that human element to it that I think is often yeah. kind of hidden away by journalists and people that cover it by just saying, oh, you know, it's a it's a complete flat track and, you know, obviously City win because they have the highest wage bill and they pay the most in transfers, etc., etc. But ultimately, and this is why I think yesterday is so obviously so important, at 2-0 down, 75 minutes, that's got fuck all to do with anything apart from just... Character. Character. Character, mentality... Just that desire, desire, winning ability that just going back to the well that's got absolutely nothing to do with any of the crap that's that's paraded about. So yes, I completely agree. It it makes it a much more human story. And how can you how can you not enjoy it? Like I know I know obviously if you're a Liverpool fan, you're not gonna you're not gonna love that. But just that comeback again. How are we doing that? What are we doing? Yeah. Well. to show that, just check out the Jonathan Liu piece. Yes, very uh, good. Still room for a couple of diggers in there, obviously, but yeah, talked about the human element. So you can see he's, the piece he's written is very different to what it would have been if we just absolutely thrashed Aston Villa on the day. Check out Simon Kirsty's piece. I'll check out my blog later if I do actually write it. So, <laughs> so yeah, for the other side of coverage about what happened yesterday, uh, I think it's worth checking that out, yeah. And if you like 3-2 wins, buy my book as well. So I like to do a cheap plug there, eh, Sam? Go on, mate. Plug it away. Just go on Amazon, buy 12th Man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all about <laughs> all about what will still remain. I mean, it's about being a fan and how it feels, but it's it ends with a 3-2 victory, spoiler alert, and the greatest, the greatest ending to a Premier League season ever, so... Though, of course, City had to try and win it close yesterday. So. We gave it a good run yesterday. We yeah. gave it a good run. But nothing, nothing matches. Actually, I remember clearly, I don't know what I had for my tea yesterday. Well, nothing actually. But I remember clearly 10 years ago, that feeling when QPR went 2-1 up. It's implanted in my head. I was like, just reevaluating my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> what a failure I'd been just because my football team had messed up and let me down. So, and you know, that's the only thing that gets you through tough, you know, the ups and downs since then. Nothing compared to how I felt right then in that those 20 minutes or so. So, yeah, it was easy yesterday compared to that, but 
I don't know. Just the whole summer narrative's changed now. Does it mm. not how you feel about your club and yeah. Can Just, I ask Cass you both a question? Did does or did does the existence of ninety three twenty did it give you any more belief yesterday at at two 0 No. Or were you were you still nah? It's done. Uh, you have to evaluate. So the, you, you have to evaluate the more, game as it stands. And it's ten years is a long time. There's no there's no players that were at both were there, so No, but obviously it, you know it, it's it's kind of embedded in the tapestry of, of the club, isn't it? That we've done it yeah. before. DNA. DNA. No, but, I, you know, it's it's the same shirt, it's the same stadium, it's the same club. Yeah, different players, I, I take it, but all the players know about it. Because um, yeah. I think for me, at 2-0, it didn't, you know, it didn't change anything. I thought, nah, we are done here. But at 2-1, the fact that we've, we've, we've managed to pull off something stupid before definitely changed it for me. Definitely. I just, I, I mean, look, I think that I didn't have to, at two 0 I didn't, I didn't think that that we were getting back in it, but that was more just to do with the time, because you get to, you know, you tend to get to seventy minutes plus, and you go, when was the last time that City from this stage turned the game around, um, and. I think the the but the flip side of that coin is that there's so little time between the first goal and the second goal that I didn't really have time after the first goal to think about whether we could get back into it mm. because the second goal went in so quickly yeah. and as soon as the second goal goes in well then yeah then it's on then it's completely different then then you believe that you're going to win it which considering 5 minutes previously you just you had no hope whatsoever it's it's incredible it's not you know there's something magical about that stadium there's something magical about this group of players about this manager there's something magical about manchester city football club since mansour took over it and it isn't just about money and it isn't just about resources and it isn't just about being well run because you can you can be all of those things and still be liverpool and be second and be second over and over and over again. There's something magical about what we are and what we've become. Mm. And I, I'm, 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 football obviously is important to all of us, but more than anything, I'm so proud of what this football club has become. And I don't think that there's nothing that can shame me. There's no support no opposition support and no journalist there's no word that can be uttered that could ever 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 take away from what we have done since Mansour came in mm. well you could be none of those things and be united so <laughs> just, just be thankful they lost 1-0 didn't they I didn't even call yeah but they still, West Ham messed hours. up so they still made the Europa League which is a success for them let's be honest yes yeah, uh, I would have loved to see it in the Conference League, but you know we had we got enough out of the day. That would have just been the cherry on the icing on the on the biggest. Yeah, I'll cake. let them have that on Yaya's birthday cake. That would have been if they try to get De Jong to their club whilst playing in the Conference League would just have been delicious. Uh, but hey, the Europa League still. Why do you think Scousers take this all so badly? What? How have they? Because they believe they're entitled to it. That's why. But like, so you know what I find weird about that, right? Is that like, so City have only been, you know, 
successful um, in the modern era since the takeover. And the Scousers have been perennial second places since before Mansoor took over. Do you know what I mean? They've got one Premier League title in the last 30 years, like Guardiola said. So what are they actually entitled to? Like, what do they feel entitled to? They're a fucking weird bunch, aren't they? Yeah. Well, weirdos, weirdos at the end of the day, just in very different ways. But I don't, I don't know. But honestly, they're just, you, can, you can't marry up having the best players in every position in your team, but not being able to complete, compete with Pep and his billions of pounds. But they have, they can quite easily do that. So trying to untangle it and make sense of it all is pretty much impossible and pointless. So, mm. I mean, which is it? Can you not compete or do you have the best team? It can only be one of the two. Mm. So uh, I had my tweet ready. At, so, I, mean, I didn't write it, but I had my tweet ready at 70 minutes. What you said earlier, Asan, I may not have tweeted at all. I certainly would have gone on and do Liverpool, you know, anti-Liverpool no. stuff. I'd have gone on and said, fair dues, you've won the league, you deserved mm. it, brilliant team. And then just gone about, you know, stayed off the internet for a few days, just be honest and that's it. No other thought, not bringing up bloody VAR decisions from seven months ago, but it's just people who bear, they're not even following football for the joy of football. They're following it for optics, really. Well, they, well, they, they can fuck off because Milner should have been sent off in, you know, in the game we against know us. And Thiago should have been sent off in the, in the, uh, in the other game against us. So fuck off. Um, you see the penalty Wool should have had yesterday. Fuck oh, yeah. So someone was just nudged in the back as a cross came in. Absolutely nothing. You can micro-analyse, like, 17,000 decisions during the season. Their heads have gone. Like, honestly, that's part of the reason that I'm taking the day off today. Because I didn't think that their heads would go. I genuinely believed, naively, because I'm lucky that we're a supporter base of genuinely honest, good people, right? So I think most of us agree that if they'd have won it, we'd have gone fair dues, do you know what I mean? They're incredible and they've had an incredible season and they won the league because they deserve to win the yeah. league. To they see are. them melt, to see them melt on their supporters, to see the fume. And again, I'm not talking about like, you know, faceless Fabinho season AVIs. I'm talking about <laughs> blue tick wankers, do you know what I mean? I'm talking about fellas that work in the media, fellas that... You know, just, they should know better. They should be a little bit more magnanimous in defeat. It's going to be even more delicious when they finish second to us again next season. Precisely because of this sort of shit. Well, that's what really gets to them is that they've got the greatest team in a generation. Easily. But unfortunately, it's at the same time as Pep Guardiola's Manchester City. But that's the cycle of football, my friend. It is that. Yeah. You don't I have to explain it to me, but you try. They don't seem to be able to grasp this, that that's how it works. <laughs> you have to be better than everyone, not just every, take one team out and be better than the rest of them. So it is the cycle. Mm, I just, I, I, I love this team that we've got and I love the manager and as much as I hate, as much as I hate them for putting me through that, I also love the fact that we we just don't do it normal. Do you know what I mean? Like even like you got to win Brighton score first. We just don't ever. We we yeah we 
we we make it a roller coaster. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's it's not it's for all the cries that I'm sure you'll get lots of cries of football is broken for four titles in five years is not a good thing. The 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 amount of that stuff that's gone down the wire, yeah, it's it's never felt like a foregone conclusion for me. No. And we come out on top again. That's what yeah. just makes it so much and better. I won't make it so much better. It's, I just I knew like weeks ago this team's gonna be the squad's gonna be even better next season. It's just like if you could just win this one. There's always a reason. They're all just eleven twelve. Everyone is like hold Liverpool off. There's always a reason. It's never just a title race. It's always felt vital that we win the league. And you know, we've already discussed the narrative this season why we had to win it. But I think this team's only gonna get stronger now. Oh, well, yeah. we've got big, big game changer coming in over the summer. Yeah, um, I mean, there's issues about who leaves that, yeah, could be disappointing us, but still, the refresh is exciting. Uh, have you seen? Have you seen the video of him in in that club in Dortmund knocking about? No. Oh, it's quality. I'll tweet it out. It's Harland in in, in his <laughs> his Dortmund kit knocking about in some club, dancing around like a fucking idiot. It's yeah. It's oh, the prospect of that. Delicious. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a game changer. It's yeah. We've one hundred percent been running on fumes in terms of the false nine. Um, I think yeah, the teams. I mean, the wolves. The wolves game was weird. Kind of stands out, but we're a bit rocking that. I think we've been yeah, fatigue wise, struggling the last few weeks. And wow, to pull out that yeah, this character is the word. Maybe we'll just have a simple title for this podcast, eh, Sam? Just. Character. I can't think of anything better, to be honest. So, will that do? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't have words. I'm, I would. I, I'm I, I genuinely don't have words. Well, we've done well to do 75 minutes then. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that how long it's been? Yeah. Wow, that's gone in a flash as well. Yeah, just about the point that we've got our first goal back. So. <laughs> just approaching now. This is where the comeback begins. But yeah, comeback. Go on, Gundo. So yeah, yeah I'm off. Go to, on, Gundo. Go on, Raz. I'm off to the parade later in town. So meeting a few blues in the pub. The third Lovely. day of drinking. It's destroyed me. City have destroyed me. Yeah. <laughs> Expecting well, up to 400 it. people there at the parade as well. So wow, that's wow. that's for you, Liverpool fans. I'm sure there's plenty <laughs> listening. Pass this on. And then the Blue yeah. Moon live podcast with Neda Manua, so yeah. Another um, fun night ahead. You, Mr. Media Hawking. I know. <laughs> He's I'm only in the I'm, I'm in the audience, not in the on stage. Like. Oh right, okay. I thought maybe you were gonna be on stage. Good God, you know I can't do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's another <laughs> point. Do check out our interview with Neda Manua for the other Friday on our SoundCloud feed as well, because he is top notch. So. Oh, definitely. Did you, did you see Mario Balotelli's goal yesterday? Oh my God, yes! <laughs> what a, what a day for, for Mario to pull that out of the bag as well. Um, hey, listen. Awesome. Also, before we go, obviously it's been another really long season, but thank you to everybody who is a member of the ninety three twenty player. Like yeah. we're only here because you lot are here, and you know, we it's it's moments like this to be able to share them, not just individually with us but to be able to share them with all you lot that listen um it makes it all worthwhile yeah yeah, yeah. and we've had so many lovely messages 
throughout the season as well. Yeah, you know, private messages yeah. just thanking us for what we do, and you sometimes forget. Yeah, it's, yeah, we're just doing a podcast, but it, yeah, <laughs> it's made a difference to people, and we really appreciate hearing that feedback like that, and what what keeps us going. It's our oxygen. So thank you very much indeed, and yeah, well, what it's cool. It's- it's corny, but we we do it for you. Like that's that really is why we do the podcast. And yeah, to, yeah, to be able to kind of have this um, little you know bubble and community where we all talk about it and kind of bounce off each other. That's that's exactly why we do it, and it's it's great. Yeah, and just to say, cheap marketing section now. Obviously, this is our response to the match, but there's going to be a lot more content this week. <laughs> Transfer pod, transfer, transfer pod. Yeah, obviously coming later back, this week. Brilliant. Looking back in the season squad, just when the dust has settled, just looking back. I mean, a lot of stuff is planned. So, and that's not going to slow down over the summer either. We've got shed loads of stuff planned, and yeah, transfer stuff obviously. And the new season will be here before you know it anyway. So, won't be long before we're talking about a new season and yeah, slating. Slating Pep off for playing John Stones in right midfield or something, because that's what we do. <laughs> no one's perfect, except, except John Stones, that is. He is perfect. So. Oh, right. Boy. Is there anything else? No. No. We love oh, you, Zinni. We love you, Gundo. We love you, Raz. We love you, Walker. We love all you mad, mad, mad bastards. Yeah. And thank you for giving me another brilliant night out. In the bouncing pub, just oh man, that's what it's all about, and it? so yeah, I'm sure we'll revisit this and the seasons out in the coming days. But there's no structure to this podcast, we just wanted to sit down and wow, before we go back to bed, try and work everything out. And we probably failed because you just can't work out city sometimes, can you? So, no, no, uh, hey Sam, thank you very much, thank you, Howard. Yeah, Lloyd, thank you very much. Your voice survived. <clears throat> Cheers, mate. <laughs> just, just. I think you're fading fast now, aren't you? So, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Wow, what can you say? Hope you enjoyed that. I'm sure you did. Because <laughs> we could have just said anything and you would. But I really enjoyed this chat just now. It's just, yeah. It's, it's felt felt wonderful after a wonderful day. I'll say loads more content coming. I've got lots of stuff. I've a great day everyone I'm sure you will lose uh, have a great night have a great week have a great summer <laughs> uh, you support the league champions of England so what more can you say what more can you want in life than that thanks for listening take care everyone as always a son up the blues